This episode is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Previously on Muffed Movies, Dune. The Atreides, pretty much great guys, have been assigned to take over Dune, Arrakis, Desert Planet, home of the Spice Burger. Aaron Harkonnen has planted a spy in the fertile soil of House There is a prophecy that the Bene Gesserit are all women. One day, a man would study our ways and would rise up to go into a place where women fear to go. And he will be known as the Kwisatz Haderach. And that'll be good? Paul the Treaties has to die. The sausage-like Harkonnen dive bombers drop their amazingly powerful explody bombs on the shieldless Atreides fortress. Oh no, someone sabotaged the shield generator. With a sabotage device. Let me reveal the, the agent of your destruction, Dr. Yue. I'm gonna give you the implement of your own revenge. I'm gonna oh, pull is, out your is, is it a revolver? Is it some sort of laser gun? Look, I'm gonna do something normal by ripping out your tooth what? and then putting in a fake tooth that's filled with more poison. <laughs> but this poison's a gas, and then Seems you Seems like you're throwing hard. good poison off the bat at this point, Yue. <laughs> You breathe real hard like a dragon, and Baron Harkonnen, knowing his psychological profile, is very likely to want to get close to your face and put just a little spittle in your on your face, and that that's when you blow the poison at him. Okay. Lady Jessica and the young Prince Paul. I'm gonna send you two to the desert to get eaten by worms. Dire worms. Huge, evil spice creatures. Unbuckled pilots are sucked out into the arid darkness. With all the skill of a protagonist, he manages to steer that ship down into a comfortable landing. Just as the worm is about to close down its mouth, on Paul and his mama, they leap and squeak into the crevice of a rock face. Blue-eyed faces of the Fremen, the indigenous people of the planet Arrakis. The beautiful Chani. She is a tribeswoman. I'm the girl from your dreams. Well, I love you now. I love you too. We'll give you and your son shelter in exchange for teaching us all of your evil space magic. What's your boy named? My boy named Paul. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Let's give him a secret name, guys. <laughs> if I'm gonna come in here and be a real white savior mm-hmm. type narrative, mm-hmm. I might as well take a foreign sounding name so I can really appropriate your culture. Paul Muad'Dib. Paul Muad'Dib, right. Baron Hakon, he's having the best fucking time. It's because I have the great Duke Leto Atreides tied up on this slab. And I'm gonna like slowly torture you to death for all eternity and take over your dumb house. Just a reminder, when characters are thinking their internal monologue, we have a very advanced underwater sound effect to let you, the listener, know that that's their thoughts. 
the Duke bites down on his tooth and conjures a big gout of poison smoke. Bearing Harkonnen dweezels back to the wall, uh, shocked and amazed. The Duke's face implodes. I may just be a young boy, but I am here to teach you a way that you can use words to hurt your enemies. And soon the emperor himself will have to deal with Arrakis. We'll become the center of the universe and we'll stop the spice trade. And I'm sure nothing bad's gonna happen to you guys because we did that. Who's with me? Ah, I just want something to do. (laughs) When they say his name, not Paul, the Muad'Dib bit. When they say, Muad'Dib, it conjures a magical burst of sound which shatters rocks. So anyway, you guys, I'm the Reverend Mother of the Fremen. I know that there's another Reverend Mother who's like the Emperor's buddy. Hi. Um, and this is like there being two popes. Mm. So pretty weird, but we don't recognize her authority. We recognize mine. Anyways, I'm dying. So I need some other badass mother to drink the water of life, which will kill me and, and put my knowledge and wisdom into her. Jessica shrugs, takes a shot of the water of life and immediately blorts out a bunch of blood. She turns to the old Reverend Mother who just crumples. She's a holy woman now. That makes a good premature birth to her daughter who has all the powers of her Reverend Mother, but is a real creepy child. We trained insurgents. We (laughs) installed our own political and religious leaders. Don't forget the drug Um, abuse. You know what, you guys? I think it's time that I conquered the worm, Shai Halud. Um, I guess guess it is in the prophecy. Yeah, it's in the fucking prophecy, and I want to do it. I want to conquer everything I touch. (laughs) So you guys are going to follow me outside, and we're going to put hooks in this worm, and I'm going to ride it like a horsey. Worm cut. We are out in the desert. We see the monstrous tunneling of Shai Halud. For the the sake of this show, let's say it's the biggest, most important of the worms. It's that one dragon from Warcraft 2 that's important. Mm. It's it's, it's a named worm. Deathwing. Mm. Except it has no wings. No wings. Mm. And... Very, it probably doesn't die. Death, death segments. The <laughs> Paul breaks out his DJ. He, he breaks out his DJ decks. He, he pushes the speakers down into the sand and lays down a fat bass nectar X glitch mob mix. Oh, God. Thank you. Yes. Rocketing. <laughs> Deadpool shows up and talks shit about this form of music. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm playing dubstep. Ha ha ha. That's dumb. <laughs> Deadpool's cool. Skrillex, he says. And then I'm Detective Pikachu. Jacks off into a sock. <laughs> in the distance, we see Shai Halud drawn in by the experimental glitch hop. Oh my god. The... F- fluorescent neon worm emerges like a great horrible beast from a 1980s Trapper Keeper artwork. Truly the greatest of all the worms. Lightning crackles around him. Shai Halud, it's time to say hi, my dude. 
Nope. <laughs> hey, shy Halud, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to be courageous, Halud. Let's do this! <laughs> Everyone turns around at how Paul is making light of their sacred being. <laughs> Everyone's really wrong-footed by the two puns which didn't land. <laughs> and they're like, huh? But Paul is out. He's running as hard as he can with two big like grappling hook anchors in either hand. He jumps on a springboard, ricochets, ricochets off a tree, bounces, uh, kicks off a nearby dune, and lands atop the uh, the big old worm. Yeah, he's in the cockpit of the worm. Shut up, worm! So you start doing the Luke Skywalker voice from now. I feel like, shut up, worm! I sort of, I sort of need to sort of bring him back down. Hey, okay. Okay, here we are. Okay, I'm going to put one hook in you, the other hook in you. And he, he pulls on the chains. And Buddy, oh. Buddy looks like this worm's a train now. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that the tiny human being who just, like, f- put floss mm. across the worm's face is able to legitimately steer and control him. Well, it he's, seems more... he's the main character, Mark. Yeah, I know, I know. He's got special chains. Oh, yes, they mm. are... Um, They're thump chains. They've got little vibrators in them, which make the worm follow them. (laughs) Uh, Shai Halud's precious holy blood spills from the hook holes that are in its side. And the Fremen all joyously clamor up inside, putting huge whaler hooks, (laughs) uh, railway spikes. Shooting it in the back of the head. Kicking it on the way up, starting fires in its midsection. Just like throwing huge oversized call drops in front of its back. <laughs> Building small walls for it to pass through. <laughs> Pushing trucks going into on, its mouth. Going on horseback and lancing it in the side like a medieval knight. Feeding it bear poison. Well, Paul, I'm Stilgar. Hey, this Stilgar. is truly the, the proudest of days for my people. Ah, oh, thanks. I think we did Thanks a pretty for- good job here. Yeah. High five. Worm five. <laughs> the worm high fives them, and all of them fall off. <laughs> Smash cut. Insurgency montage. We see the Fremen clad in their still suits sneaking behind enemy lines, tapping Harkonnen shoulders on the back, and then pointing their weirding devices straight at the Harkonnen's bellies and saying, (laughs) Mwadib. The Harkonnen's splatter out uh, from the fatter out. (laughs) Nope. The Harkonnen's just emulsify. We see spice production facilities uh, with... Paper signs taped over their glass doors that say, um, farts inside, work is canceled today. (laughs) (laughs) The spice farmers look and shake their heads in dismay, throwing their straw hats upon the earth and stamping them into dust. I wanted some spice today. (laughs) We see back alley spice junkies turning to each other and giving each other small Christmas boxes. They unwrap them and giant bricks of free spice (laughs) issue forth. It says, happy holidays, courtesy 
<laughs> courtesy, <laughs> courtesy of Paul Muadib, the Santa of this land. What a great guy. Brilliant. He's got my vote. Smash cut to oh, yes. the palace. I say the palace. The underground place where the Fremen live, but I guess sort of a main place, a kind of a palace. Mother, it's me, Alia. I've become oh. real weird. Weird. Hi, hi my daughter, Alia. It's me, uh, Lady Jessica, now Reverend Mother Jessica. What can Mother, I do for you, daughter? Mother, do you need both your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> mm, and the teeth? Yes. Very well, I shall source my eyes and teeth elsewhere with my witchery powers. Good day. And she hobbers off without moving. Oh, Lady Jessica shudders and puts on a shawl to warm herself. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, in the in the middle of an insurgency, in the middle of the of, of the brawls roiling uh, beneath the dusty surface surface cervix beneath the dusty surface of planet Arrakis. Pow 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 pow. Paul t- Paul rounds a corner with his wading device sutured onto one stump uh, and finds. Oh, Gurney Halleck! Patrick Stewart himself has been fighting with the Resistance this whole time! How how does Paul not know his troops well enough to know his old friend Gurney was alive and well and serving him still? (gasps) Gurney Halleck? Why, the very same! Oh, embrace me, old man! Okay, but turn on your weird polygonal rectangle field first. I don't want to touch you. All right, social distancing and all that. Nice. Two rectangle beasts <laughs> hug each other in manful companionship. This is nice. I like this. <laughs> I could live here forever. <laughs> Smash cut. Two. The Emperor's throne room. The Borg-like representative of the Spacing Guild once again stands in front of Emperor Padashar and holds up his 1940s-style RKO microphone. Hello, it's me again. Do you remember at the start I told you you had to go and kill Paul Atreides? Oh, jeez, how could I forget you're always telling me what to do on the Emperor of the Galaxy over here? I can't believe it disappointed me so thoroughly. Me, a sort of hovery mole rat. Listen, I'm going to ride you roughshod around this place like a pony and kill you knees first, unless you do something about Paul Atreides, or as they call him now, Muad'Dib. Ah, jeez, this guy messing with the spice production over here. All right, I tell you what. The Great Spacing Guild uh, has my uh, men at its command. Just tell me where to point the guns and we'll shoot. We'll we'll take out Paul Maladib or whatever. Listen. <laughs> Mall of America and we'll, we'll restore the spice production. Okay. Uh, you great and hideous worm. Let's all go to Arrakis and fight personally. Ourselves, along with your legions of troops. This seems like a good strategy. As long as Paul doesn't drink the water of life, we'll be fine. Okay? It's gonna get there before that happens. Okay, you got it. Would you care for an hors d'oeuvre? Oh, I'd love an hors d'oeuvre. Mush it up against my glass. It counts as eating. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> to the desert, Paul awakens. 
and sits up on his rock bed. He pushes the rock covers off and looks at his <coughs> lady love, Sean Young. I realize now what I must do. I need to drink that water of life yeah. that the lady reverend mothers drink, and then I'll be able to decode the matrix of the world. Are you sure about this, Paul? That seems like a really dangerous and foolhardy idea. I mean, I've gotten lucky on most of the dangerous and foolhardy things I've done so far. I guess you've film. never failed at anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And, like, without training. So, yeah, cool. I mean, if this doesn't work, it's not my problem. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, waiter, uh, Hello. one water of life, please. Yeah, not a problem, sir. Let me bring it to you right away. Uh, Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, tell me, sorry, sir. Do you, do you wish for uh, lemon or olives with your water of life? Por que no las dos, my good man. Ah, por que no las dos. I like you. You're a maverick. The, um, the waiter slash bartender shakes up some fresh water at life and pours it into a lovely big martini glass and puts it out in the sand for Paul to drink. Paul lays down next to the glass. He lifts it high, salutes his lady love. Bottoms up, baby. <laughs> and he snorks it all down in one manful sip. Suddenly he wonders, oh, is this going to kill my mom and sister? Oh, well, too late. <laughs> Paul has the seizures of a religious man, <laughs> speaks in tongues, and sees through the painted veil that is reality. Oh, man, he sees the entire Beatles Yellow Submarine cartoon movie played at super high speed, really paying attention to the most psychedelic of parts. Uh, he becomes a space baby, and but the boss baby of space teaches him how to love his family, and he returns back into his consciousness. <laughs> Paul? I mean, Mwadib? Are you okay, my love? <sighs> he says... Uh, his his nose, like everyone, like all of the witch noses are bleeding heavily. He has he has caused a great disturbance in the force by in doing the nose. this. He's caused a great disturbance in the nose, primarily, <coughs> by doing this. Paul sits bolt upright in the sand. <laughs> I can fold time. Yeah, but he can't fold the laundry. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Freeman, the Fremen, gathered around Paul, are all real relieved and wipe the precious, costly sweat off their brow and suddenly look up for the first time and they see in the twilight all around them are the gigantic worms, mouths agape, just standing there, being cool. Truly, this is an auspicious moment, (laughs) says one of the Fremen. Thanks, Keanu Reeves. You're welcome. Hey, Maudib, now that you're like super Maudib, is it time to lay waste to the Harkonnens once and for all? Two words. Fuck yeah! Woo! They hop on the back of, of big worms and smash those worms into the feckless, gormless, defenseless Harkonnen troops. The troops scatter and oink. <laughs> the worms spit their poisonous bile all over the Harkonnen troops, and they disintegrate, turning into green skeletons. The Fremen laugh and slap their worms on the backside. 
the worms rise up and uh, come down, smashing Harkonnen buildings, orphanages, hospitals, creative writing camps, all destroyed by the worms. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it seems like we're off to a great start. Yes, we've done really now, well. All that's left is to cut off the head of the beast. Not this beast we're riding. He's our friend. Yeah, not not you, beast. <laughs> Smash cut mm. to the emperor's gilded palace ship. Real fancy ship. It's it's a palace, but it can also fly around the universe, Ooh. and it is parked right next to where the Harkonnen royal base is mm. uh, on Dune. We see the emperor surrounded by his retinue of sycophants and weirdos and dogs and and dogs. Baron Harkonnen, wearing his cool trench coat, (laughs) is flailing around, uh, trying to dodge the Emperor's rebukes. You've done such a terrible job at managing Arrakis. You've done a a real shit job. I I mean, you know, it's part of my long-term strategy, your your majesty. Part of your long-term strategy is to have all of our production facilities destroyed by giant worms? Oh, uh, that's right. And then when we when we beat the worms in the war, then we can ask for for them to rebuild our our industry as uh, wartime reparations. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me run down the plan we had here. He 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 gets out his, his tablet and starts looking at the plan. Did you send in your sweatiest nephew to rule them? Uh, yes, I, I I decided to take a long vacation back mm. on my home planet, and I let Steve Bannon, my sweatiest nephew, uh, take my place. How did that go? Really bad. Okay. <laughs> Which I assume is why his severed head is there at the foot of your throne to give me a message, my lord. Yes, rhetorical question. Now, have you sent in Sting yet? No. Sting is really more suited for standing around in a pleather bikini for me to, like, sweat at. Sting. But... Sting emerges from a, a beautiful column of steam wearing only, I'm, I'm going to say, the most over-engineered pants available. Yeah, I'm looking, looking, having a sort of urchin body. Like Mark, Mark, <laughs> you like talking bad about people's bodies in films. How did you feel about Sting's yeah. body? I actually thought it was good. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, for once, I saw a body in a movie that I didn't disagree with. I thought, I, I thought it was chillingly spry. Maybe it's the comparison um, mm. between him and all other like men in the scenes he's with, where they're either like quite portly fellows mm. or like guys who are past middle age um but yeah i thought okay. sting was yeah, you, you, you know, know he had a pretty normal body presented well presented in a way which seemed exotic yes it's much like in how in rocky horror picture show they make like the quote-unquote perfect man and he's just a blonde guy who's like fairly well muscled mm. Okay, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is our perfect creation. It's like, yeah, okay. The so, yeah, okay. so I think Sting, yeah. he's oiled up. He's got some muscles. He's a bit a bit wiry. Hey, boss, um, you ready to send me and do some stabbing, boss? My knife's hungry for the Atreides' blood. Yeah, uh, Fade... Here's how it's gonna go down. We know you're not good at like actual warfare. No. So if if Paul Modi okay. beats us with tanks and shit, I want you to come in at the last minute when we're doing peace stuff and really stab him real good. Okay. You 
You got it, boss. I'm going to practice my stabs. Yeah! <laughs> Sting goes into a back room, doesn't close the door, and is visibly practicing his stabs. Okay. I'm the emperor. Wait, I was doing a... <laughs> I guess oh, in part geez, two of this episode. Here, weren't you? I mean, you were, yeah. yeah, but then I made the Harkonnen sound too much like that. Mm. Oh, jeez, uh, I'm the... I'm Baron Harkonnen. Here we are. Okay, say something as the emperor. Okay, Baron, thank you. No, He's no, the emperor. Oh, you've gotten confused again. <laughs> What? The Empress has got a normal big Emperor voice, I think. I but know. I was... Ah, jeez, I'm the Emperor. Is it like that okay? Okay, fine. Because whatever. originally, Harkonnen was Porkins. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, okay. The Emperor silently stands up <laughs> and leaves the room. <laughs> his, uh, his advisor turns and says... Uh, Says to Baron Harkonnen, look, if anything weird shows up here, the Emperor fully expects you to kill it and solve any threats to him. Did Emperor's someone gonna say be sitting anything weird? Oh. Everyone turns and sees in the doorway the creepiest little girl available. Hi. It's It's Alia. The little tiny daughter of Jessica who got a dose of that sweet crack water way too early in her formative years. Oh, oh, a horrible monster, says Reverend Mother Moicham. Am I a monster? Or am I just ahead of the curve? (laughs) She makes Reverend Mother lactate blood. (laughs) (laughs) All around her. Water is dripping upwards towards the ceiling, and Rust begins to sing. It's a nightmare scene. She leans in to Reverend Mother Moyham uh, as she as she lactates blood, all of her blood, out into the ceiling, and she says, we'll have it on. "Paul Atreides is Muad'Dib. They're the same person, you idiots." Oh my god, he's a total secret identity," <laughs> says Baron Arconin, slapping himself in the forehead. What? Kill her, says the emperor. He he, <laughs> he he runs back into his ship, and then the ship reverses out of there, beep, 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 and then just fucks off. Yeah, it left the throne room behind, mm. like it detached that module. Uh, right away, my liege. Uh, Baron Harkonnen takes out his child stabber from his <laughs> trench coat. <clears throat> it has like. Uh, the painting of a happy clown face on it. Uh, now I'm just going to introduce you to my little friend, no, Mr. Mr. Stabbles. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Stabbles. What's the- Wait a second. Oh. It seems like Alia has her own Mr. Stabbles. The Gomjabar. <gasps> Come to me, Baron, and play with my Gomjabar. Oh, I don't know whether that's... <laughs> okay. Uh. He, he hovers Baron towards Harkonnen. her. Um, he is compelled beyond belief. Mm. And the Gom Jabbar eases its way into his corpuscles. <laughs> Grant, what is a corpuscle? Is that a, a heart? First time I've heard the word. Oh. It eases its way into the BLT that is his body. <laughs> oh, my soft bread. <laughs> eases his way into his heart uh, and pumps animal poison through him. Oh, baby, I love you every day. 
his hydrocephalic system malfunctions and he turns upside down and begins spinning as though he were on a record c- c- carousel rotating Alia leaps into the air and does a cool sort of scorpion kick I don't know what that is but it sounds cool what kicking him through the wall and into the mouth of a giant worm whoa how many ways can this character die? How ironic. Also, if he's full of, like, gum jabar poison, does that kill the worm? Nah, man. It just, it, it just gives it a bit of an upset tummy, but it's fine. Oh, okay. I think you need a lot oh, of Oh, gom- I'm gonna feel this in the morning. You need a lot of gum jabar to take out a worm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> so that's the end of our favorite character. Baron Harkon, <laughs> the best character in the whole film. Smash cut. The exterior of the palace Arrakis. Um, we see the triumphant Fremen army and all their battle worms who have cool big metal armor over them. They've painted sexy pinup babes on the side of the worms. <laughs> That's right. And like like uh, check marks, hash marks where they have shot down Nazis. <laughs> um <laughs> We see all of them standing at attention, surrounding the palace, wherein cowers the emperor, who accidentally did not get on his emperor palace ship to escape, <laughs> but walked <laughs> walked into the palace that was being besieged. Oh no, apparently I went through the wrong door. Oops, I'm still planet side. Oh no. Into the throne room, we see the emperor and his retinue, backed into a wall by dogs. Paul Muadib and his freedom fighters. All right, Emperor, your reign of terror and spice production is over. Now is the time of Muadib and his Fremen. Well, I've got one more trick up my sleeve, huh? says the Emperor. What about, and he gestures over to his right, an 80s pop rock icon. Fade! Oh, Introducing Fade! David Bowie. (laughs) David Bowie, who stepped out onto the stage in full labyrinth gear, (laughs) turns sheepishly and walks out the exit. Stage like this. (laughs) Ruined my evening, I'm flying back off to Jupiter. <laughs> spiders from Mars all uh, angrily roll their eyes and get back in their craft. Pew! Introducing Sting! You can call me Fade, Paul! It's time for real stabs! <laughs> all right, Fade. Well, you're about to get played because while i'm an awesome space magician and also have a magical device attached to my arm which can kill you with a word i'm pretty handy with a blade paul atreides oops paul moadib darth paul pulls out (laughs) (laughs) he sleight of hands out the clown knife that Baron Harkonnen once had. How did he get it? Trade secret. I'm going to kill you with the knife of your own uncle. When I'm done with you, they're going to have to fade to black. (laughs) 
Oh, fuck. That's actually pretty good. Let's go! <laughs> the two was, were kung fu fighting. Their kicks were fast as lightning. Oh, they wrestle each other into an impasse. Uh, Fade's blade is against Paul's soft throat meat. Yeah, Paul's what are you going to do now, Paul? Is against Fade's soft leg artery. I'm going to do the only thing I know how. Bend like a reed in the wind. Huh? <laughs> a thing that's never been mentioned before. <laughs> Paul's bones dissolve. <laughs> and they both tumble to the ground. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this guy's just a sack of meat. Where am I supposed to stab? <laughs> Fade tries to stab into just the soft and rubbery skin that Paul my has. fingers up here. His knife can't penetrate this weird and yielding substance. Fate attempts to stab the weirding module, uh, but that's not really part of Paul's body. I guess it's a draw, says the Emperor. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh, You'll geez, let us... It feels kind of anticlimactic. I mean, life doesn't always fit into small, easy-to-digest pieces, Fade. Suddenly, behind Fade... Paul's arm has formed bones and has picked up a revolver and <laughs> shoots Fade clean through the back. <laughs> I am justly undone by mine own treachery. Paul starts to reform around that bony arm, becoming oh. the full Carl McClackham that we all know and love. He throws his hands to the heavens and yells... Dune! <laughs> um, all of the Emperor's minions kneel before their new uh, king, the obvious righteous alpha male imperialist messiah uh, who wins the day and gets the girl. But then Alia walks in. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Is it too late for me to do a little bit? <laughs> No, it's fine. Oh, sorry, no, that's not my voice, is it? No, it's fine. Tell me, what were you going to say? He says, conjuring lightning to make rain pour down upon the dry surface of Arrakis. Well, I just wanted to mention, Paul, my brother, is the Kwisatz Haderach. That's pretty much a supreme being. Ah. And also, <laughs> blood is thicker than water. <laughs> Alia rears back and splays her fingers using her blood magic to exsanguinate everyone in the room. No! <laughs> Paul turns to face her. No, I can't believe you. He tries to strangle her, but all of his blood <laughs> rushes out into her eyes, ears, and mouth. It's too late. <laughs> All of the characters that we know and love crumple into dust sacks as Alia swells <laughs> to tremendous proportions. She brings back to life. <laughs> She's like a big balloon full of blood and gore now, hovering above the surface of Arrakis. She looks directly into the camera and does a little burp. <laughs> as the credits roll, Beyonce's single ladies plays. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Muffed Movies Dune. Grant, Hello. we did it. We did it. We did it. And, and, and honestly, in less time than I was expecting, we raced through the second half. 
Yeah, it's almost like I this, mean, it's almost like the second half. So did better. the filmmaker. Yeah, it's like it's a be- it's a it moves <laughs> along. More stuff happens, I think, in the, in the second half. Yeah, there's less uh, reminding everyone that there's a traitor in the house of Atreides, <laughs> but we can't say who just yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this, sorry, before we go on, I'm really sad we didn't we didn't get to mention the cat. The cat that oh. has a rat tied to it, which the guy has to milk. But this yeah. listener, that's in the film. It's the inexplicable. Thing. It's really weird. Sting's there, and he's like, "God, I wish this guy would die." Yeah, it's a it's a. I mean, I get it, but it's a weird scene. And yeah, apparently the guy has to just suck the milk right out of these cat tits every day, otherwise poison kills him. Yeah, and why is there a rat like duct taped to the cat for poison? Because rats are poisonous. Or at least dirty. You've got to presume. Okay. You got to presume this is a fairly common practice in household Conan as well. Like maybe everyone's got a fucking cat with a rat stapled to it in in, in the house at the, the, the night. They're like, <sighs> time to take our milk. Time to take the milk. What were you going to ask? Bizarre. Me? What were you going to say? Grant. Hello. Grant. Hi. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. I have a game out called Heart: The City Beneath, and I think you will like it. It's a it's a dungeon crawling postmodern body horror nightmare game about exploring this mysterious red wet heaven which has blossomed beneath the earth. Uh, it's pretty gross, and we've, we've we've put a lot of work into it, and we think it's really good. And I would like you to give me some money in exchange for a copy of it. Okay. And you can learn. And if about people it. have oh, played, yeah. if people have played your role playing game Spire. Mm. Will they recognize certain elements? They will, heart? yes. Heart is heart is technically underneath the city of Spire, um, and it uses it uses similar rules we've expanded upon and updated, and I think improved upon the resist- the system which powered Spire to make it tick over better, and also to make it do dungeon crawlings, which is much more about survival, about overcoming injuries, and less about doing audacious shit at fancy parties, which is mainly what Spire was about. So, all you Spire heads out there. <laughs> if you're not in on heart yet, get a handful of heart. And they can get that at rrdgames.com. Awesome. rrdgames.com. R R D games. Yeah. Uh if you Anything like, else? If you, if you if you Yeah, if you want to hear um what I'm up to on on a daily basis, you can go to you can follow me on Twitter at gshowitt where I post uh, mainly pictures of models. Um, and also some like lefty retweets. If you are interested in listening to me talk, you can go to uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. Uh, Hearty Dice Friends is a role-playing podcast where I run with my friend Chris. We release one episode every week, and we give role-playing advice, and we, we do game design as well, and generally we, you know, just sort of chat shit. It's informative and it's fun. So it's not just for, like, dry role-playing game rules. Mm. And it's not just for like chuckle fucks. It's it is you learn something, you learn something, and you laugh at the same time. It's like hanging out with friends. Yes, thank you very much. That's good. That's that's what we're aiming for. Um, of course. I, I think that's basically it. Um, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash gs howard if you're desperate to give me money for my one page game. But you can get them for free online. So just do that instead. Awesome. And you? Um, well. I'm gonna do my plugs in the style of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh great, yeah. So cause I feel like I feel I took that away from you earlier, really, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll put the you, mask back on you. There you go. You, you really sprayed some cold water on my Bane boner, so I'm just gonna <laughs> just try to finish myself off here. <laughs> just roll onto your side and finish on a towel. 
Mark works very hard to produce for you uh, this podcast. So please become his patron on patreon.com. Find Mark Soloff. Sign up and support his work. It is necessary. We will need it. And you'll get fun rewards. Do you accept this donation? (laughs) I'm Batman, and I I endorse this message. (laughs) I don't want to break your soul, only your wallet. Um, yeah, and, uh, please rate and review this show and share it with your pals. Share it with your coolest, sexiest, wealthiest friends. Whoa. Yeah. Can someone have all three? Probably not, but if you do, if you do, just 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 uh, just sneak this onto the luxury iPod. Yeah, <laughs> Grant. A, yeah, thank thank you so much for muffin with me. It is always a genuine pleasure. It is wonderful to muff. It is it is legitimately my favorite. Warms up. Oh. It comes out so it comes out so rarely, and I'm so happy to have a chance to be part of it. It's very exciting. Of course. Of course. <laughs>